Why did you attack, Ward? You must have been so completely drunk. I didn't want to fight you guys. I was up to the bandit. The bandit that stole stuff. And now everybody's dead, and I have all these corpses to deal with. What? Oh. Greetings LARPcraftians and welcome to another LARP show. This is Ryan Harden with LARPcraft doing a season six episode one tavern talk for you this afternoon. Thanks for joining us. We are doing a little episode this time on the, it's a plea to the players, if you will explaining some of the things that we did with the rule book. And now that some players have had a chance to play it and some games have been hosted using the new Myths and Legends rule set, we can go ahead and analyze some of the data and feedback from the players. We have the Smart Waiver, which if some of you haven't signed it yet, uh, it does have some questions on it, which are providing feedback for us as game hosts and as administrators of the system to make sure that the things we were doing were on par with what the players were wanting. And for the most part, we had very positive feedback. Now, for those of you who haven't seen the Myths and Legends rulebook since it's been out, we had to make a few additional changes this year, which made it feel very, very new, even though the skills that were in there are still the ones that were from the previous years, plus a few additional in the races and such to fill things out but it's played much differently. We also added the element of being able to do land claims as players. So that adds a big element of player on player. Really, it's character on character, which allows groups to really form up in-game and take control of the role play. We wanted to introduce these things before it was too late. And this is kind of what this Tavern Talk is about. The definite thing that was happening was LARPcraft was getting a lot of players. We have a lot of people wanting to host games now. And initially the goal that we had was to actually have as many hosts as possible and as many communities as possible working together to create a very solid gaming platform. We would provide the tools under LARPcraft and then, you know, the community would pretty much take over in that regard. So, we were expecting this to take a little bit longer than it was. And we had about five years to revise the rule books time and time again to really get a good feel for what it is we wanted to hone in on. Now, we talked about small games and large games and past tavern talks and past LARP casts and past uh, LARP shows. And again, the system, this is another example of how things progress from Tavern Talk and how we do LARP casts as the audio podcast, and now the LARP show as the video shows. So there's things we didn't know that we didn't know, and how we wanted to piece this all together really was dependent on feedback and thousands of games and hours of going through this to figure out what LARPcraft really was going to be about in the end. Saying all that, anytime you change a game system, or even a website for that matter, it tends to be hard on the people using the website when they're used to or dedicated to something that they're used to using. Now, we knew that that was the case in this latest revision with Myths and Legends. 
There are thousands of players playing hundreds and hundreds of games. And we dedicate ourselves to our characters, to learning our skills, to progressing our lore based on those skills, and to group up. Anytime you fundamentally change a core mechanic, it's like scribbling out the the format and having to learn it again. You don't want to do that, especially when you get a lot of players, because people will get frustrated and drop off. This is the case that we've learned the progression of LARPcraft. Even though we've had tremendous growth and invested heavily in time and resources for having the right tools in place for players and hosts, anytime we change that rulebook, we had a massive drop-off or people getting confused and having to reinvent ourselves a little bit each time. We have now come to the base conclusion that we were out of chances. If we would make any further rulebook changes, progressing as our game system got larger, we were going to approach a point of no return. And while the system that we had with Myths and Legends was good, it presented some very, very tough challenges as our numbers grew. So we had to make the the call to essentially change the rulebook one final time. A lot of the things you saw in the revisions were talked about for, some of these have been talked about since we started doing this from five years ago. If you recall, some of you who have been playing this game a while, the magic system is very core fundamentally the way it was when we first started. Basic magics, very easy to identify in large groups and numbers, so you do not break your character. The goal of this system is immersion, to stay in character. And when you have all these things happening that you can't remember, or there's too many skills flying around or combat skills that were breaking immersion, people tend to come out of character. And because the main goal of LARPcraft is not to win the day, it's not to have the power gamer with the most skills, it's about the roleplay, folks. And because of that, we wanted to redesign the system a little bit one more time. We were onto the right things, and again, most of the skills stayed the same. It was just a different way of approaching how to use them. We also opened up the availability for taking characters and customizing them so that they weren't limited by class. So we took the abilities and rearranged them as skill sets. So that way there was still a skill tree so you couldn't just cherry pick the best things without first knowing the basics, but not limiting it by class because we didn't have a lot of classes. And people wanted to mix and match classes and bring in additional lore. We thought that was fantastic. If you limit things by the class, you're stepping on your own foot in the realm of creativity. So we looked at a lot of, we asked a lot of questions of a lot of LARPers. We asked a lot of host questions. We had some very tough decisions to make in November at the annual elder meeting. And we didn't want to make changes. Let's just put that out there. Changes are terrible. For hosts, for game administrators, we got to change the core mechanics. We got to change the core programming. We got to change pretty much everything. It's expensive. We lose players. We lose, I mean, it's, it's just not good. But overall, we had to make some leadership changes to make sure 
that we had the appropriate skill sets and rule books to apply it to multiple genres of games. And as you've seen, The Risen is now live, Galactic LARP is now live, and the Wild West Steampunk LARP is now live, all following the same format that we have with Missing Legends. We couldn't do that until Missing Legends was finished. We also wanted to make sure that we had enough roleplay opportunities for our players in that the groups can take over a lot of the roleplay, can take over a lot of the lore, and can really develop themselves in-game. When you're playing as a character presenting from a host, a host will come up with storyline and NPCs and lore. And that's fine. And that's the way a lot of hosts run. But we were missing some elements when you got past the point of where the characters in the game rallied up, had enough lore, and could actually start meeting or exceeding the lore that a host could have. This was the problem with LARPcraft, and we had to identify it and address it before we got much larger. You would tap out and, and you would have nowhere else to go from a skill level set, and if the host didn't present strong enough enemies or enough things for you to do, your character was left with nothing left. So we tried to incorporate a lot of things that have been used for 30 plus years in other systems, tweaking them to make sure that they are able to be used in our core mechanics. But then we have the availability to customize all this stuff through the forums and through the tracking systems. So your character can still take all of your play that you did in-game and share those experiences through the forums and tracking systems. This keeps things going between games and allows players to address character things while, you know, before a game and after a game. This is all very, very important. And I've, I cannot thank the hosts enough and the elders who have worked tirelessly to try to play test this stuff and try to make this stuff happen. Because again, October, November rolled around. Our numbers were going like this. We had to finish this. We couldn't wait another five years to play test these little things when we've been talking about them for five years. We tried a few things. We tried a few different things. We played a few hundred games. We had modified it again. And the player feedback was coming back to where we had to do the, this was it. We had no more chances. The system was getting too big. And revisions from here on out are looking to be just small things. The players who filled out the smart waiver were giving very good feedback as to how they felt. And we keep all of the names anonymous and who said what. Most of the comments came back very, very positive. We love it. We love the more creativity. You know, our lore is lacking. We have a lot of things that we need to develop on a lore standpoint, and we couldn't get past all of that stuff that we needed to do on the game system side to concentrate on the lore. Game mechanics have to come first. Once that's established, then we can work on the lore because now we have the fundamental basis to develop the, the system. However, some players were very, very frustrated, and we watch and listen and share all of those comments. Again, it's anonymous, or yeah, nobody knows who says what, 
But any comet that comes in through the smart waivers, we share from the host and elder standpoint. One of the things we really have to address is the way we have systematically approached new things to put in the rule book. We would formulate some things based on meetings and player feedback, and then we would present it to the elder team. We would talk about it, play test it, move it up, play test it again, vote on it, and then it would go in and the hosts would vote on it. The players really needed to see more of what we were doing. And that's kind of where the feedback came back. Both the elders and the players didn't feel like their voices were heard enough because even though they were enjoying the game just fine, some of the other problems and core things that were happening were all happening behind the scenes and being addressed. The players need to be informed as to the problems, the solutions that are being worked on, and how the votes and things are going. That way they can voice in their opinions. We didn't want to create too much of a political system where it would destroy itself. When everybody's allowed to comment on everything, you can't get anything done. So we had to learn as we went along here. But now that we have the core stuff finished, and it is finished because we've started investing in the other programs now and systems, players really want to know that their voice is heard. So the elder team is going to get together and we're going to readdress how we approach things going forward. Back when we started LARPcraft, we had, a, a, you know, basically in the, in the rule set, we would talk about changes. A lot of systems didn't do that because it becomes so muddled and messy and it creates a lot of animosity. We don't want that to happen. We don't want to break apart what we're trying to build. But at the same token, players couldn't see enough, and they don't feel like their voices are heard. So we hear you, and by giving response in those waivers and personal forums and private messages and in social media, we come to the con- we've come to the conclusion of what needs to happen going forward. First things first, we can't change the rulebook anymore, not in a fundamental way anyway. We'll add class, or you know, not classes, but skills, professions, possibly a race or two as the Lord dictates. But we cannot change the fundamental core values of what LARPcraft has now become. We now have all the elements to build it both on a players going through a character versus a world or environment, and characters can now go into groups and do more of the character versus character role play as well. So this system addresses many, many things and is a good mix. It's also very, very balanced. A lot of people can do a lot of things, but what you're really figuring out is a character can only learn so many skills. So the bottleneck is still there. You can't just have one character that knows everything and can, you know, basically lone wolf it through everything. There's just not, that's not the way most systems work. If you're going to have it where you can do it for many, many years, where you can develop a character in a few years and continue to play them, even after they're maxed, for many years to come, possibly even tens tens of years. I don't know. So these are the uh, things that we had to describe. And why is this important? 
when I was talking through some of the other tavern talks and LARP casts and such, I always talked about big games. And a lot of times I didn't describe what big games meant. What big games are, are beyond 20, 30 people games. People think I'm talking tens of thousands of people. Well, yeah, that's there, but that's highly unrealistic on a every week or every month basis. Large games like that usually only happen once a year or once every other year or even maybe two or three times a year at max in a region. What we want to do is our core value is based on the local host, but also connecting with other local hosts in areas that are near driving distance with them to connect and make bigger regional games or larger monthly games. Our target type of game really isn't 2,000 players. It's not even 1,000 players. It's not even 500 players. Realistically, in most areas, you can get 200 players at a game It once you're established and you have a few hosts that can drive and help each other out. So with 200 players, we were finding, even with 50-on-50 battles, that in the previous rule set, there was, again, there was too much stuff happening to where the immersion would start breaking. Characters would, people would come out of character and have to ask, what's, what is this? What, you know, you can't call something with an orb and hear it 30 feet away when there's 15 other people around you trying to do something. You got hit with a blue orb. Okay. What does that mean? Now there's only one thing that flies through the air that's blue and you know how to do it. There's eight spells that fly through the air and they're all color coded now. So when you get hit with something, whether you heard the symbol or not, you know, if that made contact with you, you know how to do it. You can remember eight things. The rest of the magic is still there, but it moved to a touch or area of effect. Something where the the spell, the person describing the spell is close enough to where you can hear what's happening. That was a big issue. Players were complaining that they could not hear the calls. Other LARP systems, the more in-depth you got with immersion, the less you saw call abilities, the less you saw you know, instant kill abilities and things like that. The higher the immersion, the less skills you saw in games. So we approached that and addressed that to the best of our ability, but without taking away the fantasy elements. Some characters, you know, some players got fed up and they left. That's understandable. The best part is, is there's tons of other games you can play or you can make up your own. But that's not what we're after. If you leave, we're not going to pay attention to that. I mean, you're welcome back. Your character will still be there if you want to join us again. But if you're going to make drama about leaving, that you know, just go have a good time. Enjoy LARP. That's what it's all about. We're a young system. We're growing very rapidly. We're invested very heavily, both as us as the corporate side, but also the player side. Players are very passionate about their characters, and they want to see this thing succeed. We had to make some core adjustments so that we could see them succeed. And so that was a phone call. I forgot to silence myself. But regardless, these are some of the things that we addressed. With the upcoming LARPcraft community being redone, again, these are things that took over a year to do. We had 500 players giving input on it. And... You know, that's how many people we had in the beta. It took a lot of people. It took a lot of hosts and it took a lot of meetings to make all this stuff happen. We have 
arsenals of developers. We have arsenals of people doing graphic design and helping out with everything from video to scripting to, you know, just everything that we can do. This is all because they want to play. It's not that LARPcraft is going to be the big banner that flies. It's the local host. It's the players. We want to see the groups. We want to see the factions and the armies and the kingdoms and the tribes and all of this stuff. That's what we want to see. You can mention LARPcraft if you want. We're all playing in the LARPcraft system. But what's really important is that we're having fun with it. And if you can't go ahead and get the information across to people in that fashion, we don't know what we're going to do. So with that in mind, we're going to go ahead and do some more talks. We're going to do more podcasts and we're going to do more question and answer. All the sections of the rule book have question and answer parts to them. We're providing video examples of each part of the rule book. We're providing an audio podcast for each chapter. We're doing chapters across all of the game systems that we have in the same particular order. So if you're getting tired of the myths and legends fantasy stuff, let's try a zombie game. Let's go over to the Risen. You can walk into a Risen game and pretty much know the mechanics. You're not going to know the lore or the skills, but you're going to be able to wing it once you know the core fundamentals of what LARPcraft represents. Western steampunk, galactic. Again, we all tie the, we tie these things all together to try to make a seamless gaming experience across multiple genres. This is very hard to do, folks. This is very hard to do. And we're, we're confident that we're able to do it because we've gotten so many players and all the feedback. Without the feedback, we'd be, we'd be toast. We've made a lot of progress. We've had to deal with a lot of heartache through that progress. And we lost some people. We gained a lot more people. And you're just seeing the surface what LARPcraft is going to be. There's a lot of things that we're going to do. And there's a lot of new hosts that are ready to come on board. With the LARPcraft University, we have a lot of training tools that we're going to have to do everything from certifying foam smiths to, uh, you know, certifying hosts and elders and things for consistent training for better games and to help players play their characters better. Whether you're in LARPcraft or not, these are things you're going to be able to take beyond our system because we're providing it to help the industry. Of course, our games benefit when we do that. But there's a lot of things that we're doing. And I've been blabbing and blabbing and blabbing about it. And, uh, you know, instead of sitting here in the studio, I'd rather be out playing. And I want to show that. And there's video stuff that we want to do. There's tons of stuff that we have that we want to present to players. But we had to make that rulebook sustainable and scalable. Now it is. So this was just the Tavern Talk to kind of plea the players, tell you where we're going, tell you what we're trying to do. If you have feedback on it, please feel free to leave it. Just try to do it in a positive way. If you're frustrated, that's okay. Try not to mention... You know, don't be swearing and stuff at us. We're doing the best that we can. But we want to provide a quality system that can be sustainable as indefinitely as we can make it. Thanks for watching. My name is Ryan Harden with LARPcraft, and we will see you in the games. Camera's rolling. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> Do we want him still facing for the blank blank? No. No? Camera's still rolling.
You're not aiming at the camera, you're not aiming at the no, people. No, I'm aiming right there. Okay, one more time. <laughs> Action. Get out of here, you dumb dick. You call that beard? Of course I do. What do you call that stubble on your chin? Oh, I call that a beard. You know, there's only, only one way to settle this. I'm wrestling, yeah! Yeah!